There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hey, everybody, got to tell you about Dr. Busby and ToeGrips.com. ToeGrips.com with our friend Dr. Busby. Of course, she of ToeGrips.com, which is a place where you can go to get all the sorts of info about your dogs, find out what's going on, see if your dog's got an issue. You're like, hey, my dog's got the, he's got the sniffles. He's got the sniffles. That's amazing. He's got the sniffles. Let's say your dog's got the sniffles, and you look that up. You say, I want to see why my dog's got the sniffles. My guess is Dr. Busby will have a whole list of answers for you. Dr. Busby kicks ass. We love her. She's awesome. I wish we were in Beaufort, South Carolina right now. Me too. I Hanging out her. with Dr. Busby. I, and Luther loved her of course of course he did she's awesome who doesn't uh but uh, make sure uh you check out the website of course you can buy the toe grips and you can buy the encore mobility which luther takes every day ain't no shame in that game but if you just want to go to the site and look up some blogs dr busby's blog will have answers for you period like you will more than likely there will be an answer to whatever your question is. Her blog is top-notch, second to none, incredible. So uh, I urge you to check it out. Toegrips.com. You will not be bombarded or, or, or ambushed by ads that pop up that make you just want to leave the site. That's not going to be the case. Uh, it, she's just awesome. Her site's great. You know, just any questions you have, man. Dr. Busby. She's got a, a YouTube channel that's got tons of viewers as well uh, and subscribers. So check it out. Uh, ToeGrips.com. Dr. Busby. That's ToeGrips.com. Promo code is Luther. We'll save you 10% if you make a purchase. ToeGrips.com. Promo code is Luther. We love Dr. Busby and ToeGrips.com. This is the Josh Ennis Show. Howdy, everybody, and welcome into the Josh Ennis Show. Speaking of dogs yeah so i always go to uh I, I use this one show prep site out of all the ones we have there's one i use and um i use it for basically two things one seeing whose birthday or what significant thing happened on this day because i can build topics that way but also for the good news stories because i like to you know include at least one positive story in the show like you know like positivity is good because you know hey people say oh he's not a total asshole he does stories about good things so i saw this story today and i was hesitant to even tell you about it maybe you already saw it i don't know but um it's really gonna make daycare a difficult thing for us if i tell you you saw it it. so there's a story from kansas where uh, a couple went on vacation to las vegas and they left their dog his name is dexter They left Dexter at a kennel. Then they got an alert from their doorbell cam after he broke out of the daycare and scaled a six-foot fence and walked all the way home. It's impressive. Two miles. Two miles he walked home. But he found his way. And then you see him on the ring doorbell cam. This dog just chilling outside the house. Okay, I'm home, guys. Just chilling. And they actually get on the speaker and they're like, Dexter, Stay there until somebody comes, and Dexter stays there, and they get him. At least they went and got him. 
Oh, I know. Well, they, they bet your ass they better. If the fucking dog got out of your daycare, the, the least you could do is get your asses up and go get him. Well, how would you get a hold of the daycare if it's after hours? You I'm assuming f- that this is not one that is staffed 24 hours if a dog escaped. Uh, maybe not. But I'll tell you this. They better find someone. Maybe, I don't know if it was someone. From, it was someone at the kennel. They talked to him over the speaker while someone at the kennel drove and got him. They say he's really smart, sometimes too smart for his own good. Like, I'm watching this video right now, and the dog just shows up on the porch, and he's scratching at the door to get it. Like, imagine we were at the beach, chilling, watching videos of Vince Neil falling off of the stage, and imagine our ring still worked, and we actually had it set up, and you get an alert that there's someone or something moving at the door, and you're like, hell, someone's trying to break into the house. So you go to the ring doorbell. And you look at it, and sure as shit, it's Luther trying to get into the house. Well, you, I mean, we both lose our shit, but you in particular, I mean, I don't know. You'd be inconsolable. Well, I mean, wouldn't you? There's a lot of wildlife in our neighborhood, too. We saw a freaking owl yesterday. There's coyotes. There's all sorts of shit that could get him. That's true, but Luther would have had to have gone even further, I think, than... Um, no, it's probably about two miles from the daycare. Oh, I don't know. I think it's Let's a little see. bit longer, and it's a walk all the way along a highway. Yeah, very busy If he would have made it home through that... We'd have the smartest dog in history. Now, he did, to be fair, he did technically escape where he was staying in the pet spa by jumping over a gate. I think he, like, jumped out a chair and then went to the desk and then hopped to the couch. No, see, that's the thing. I wish they had video to show us how he did this. I don't think he opened the gate. No, I think he jumped on the chair and then jumped on the desk and then jumped to the couch on the other side of the gate. He is a, really, he's brilliant. Luther is a brilliant dog. But he but, didn't get outside. That's the difference. Like no. that's what I'm like, like some of these kennels, like I'll look up and they have like, you know, indoor outdoor runs where the dogs can go in and out as they please. Yep. That's why I wouldn't want him being able to go out whenever he pleased. Oh, he'd find a way out. He'd find a way. He would. Okay, I mean, it's three point three miles. Yeah. So Luther would have had to have walked three and a half miles basically all along a highway to get here. But this dog, smart dog. Smart dog. Another thing. As I look at some of these stories, we have a lot to get into on the podcast today. Did you know that 6% of people think it's fine to pee in swimming pools? 6%. Well, you've peed in the pool many a time. Uh, yes. Now, that doesn't mean I think it's okay to do. It's still gross, but I do it. I think right? it has to be time and place, too. Like, you are fine peeing in your dad's pool. I mean, I'm fine peeing in any pool. You said you didn't pee in the pool at the beach. I might have lied. <gasps> I may have lied. What I if may it was have... one of those pools where it like, would have turned like red around you? Then it, but it didn't. You learn that after the first time you tinkle, then it's on. You know? I mean, also, I think that's a wives' tale. It might I don't be. think that's true. Like, Battle asked me about that today. Like, Battle's like, I've never peed in a pool, bro. I'm like, why? Because they got water that turns colors, bro. And I'm not going to do that. I'm like, I don't know that that's true. Well, let me ask you this Have you peed in Bobo's pool? Probably. Oh, I didn't know you. I don't. Would, I, I didn't don't, know you would bring that level of disrespect to Bobo. No, you your dad, I, sure. I would Public argue, pools, sure. I would argue that peeing in someone's pool is the ultimate show of respect because it means you feel comfortable enough around them. Like when we adopted Luther, they said once Luther rolls over on his back and exposes his belly, that means he's comfortable around you, <laughs> and that is a compliment. I see. I would argue that being comfortable enough to pee in Bobo's pool would in fact show that I am comfortable on a great level, and I feel like I'm part of the family. Well, if I can find it quick enough, the drop would be really great here. <laughs> yep, you can come in our pool anytime. Yep. It's not on this computer, so oh, you won't really? find it. Yeah. I thought it was still on there. Nope, it's not on this computer. Well, that's a shame. It's on the other uh, 
I apologize, but it is on the other uh, laptop. Darn, all, all that audio have, is on the laptop. All I we believe. have is Boosie, Craig Gass, Kid Rock, and Kim Mulkey. Yep, that's all we have. Now, if you'd like to play one of those, feel free. If you just feel the need to play something. No. Speaking of Boosie, I watched some video of him having some large-ass woman backing that ass up on him on, like, a boat, and it knocked him off the boat. I'm surprised he's not dead. I know he could have drowned. I thought he might. Um, that's one thing I need to get back is all the uh, the drops and stuff, and I'll work on that here over the summer. Summer is the chill time. Then, you know, once we get back into, like, late August, September, we crush. Now, let me get into something here because I'm not happy today. I'm very upset. I'm very perturbed today, if you will. So a couple days ago, maybe two weeks ago is maybe fair is when yeah, it was we're really dated. already behind on this, and now you procrastinated, okay. and now we are more behind on no, this. No, hold on. I'm going to start this by saying the government can kiss my ass. That's number one. That's where I'm going to start. Okay. So this letter came, which means I've probably, like, the reason we got a letter is I was probably already late on this, but is it really, oh, somebody, I'm just going to chill. I'm going to regroup here, and I'm going to explain something. So we have an LLC, Luther Pup Productions. We started this in Texas when we were out of a job. We started an LLC for the podcast, Luther Pup Productions LLC. That is our that is our business. Yes. Uh, in Texas, I mean, it was very easy to set up. Texas is a great place, but it was very easy to set up. We never had any wacky taxes from having a business. No, with Texas, you pay like a one-time fee to start an LLC. But you don't have to pay an annual fee and you don't have to pay like weird business taxes. Obviously, they don't have a state tax. Tennessee, you have to pay a $300 annual fee in addition to several different taxes. Yes. Now, I didn't know about these taxes. No one told me about this whenever we moved uh, moved and set up our business here, right? So we get a letter a couple weeks ago from the Tennessee government or whatever, the Tennessee government website, whatever the hell that website is. And uh, they send us this letter. And the letter says that we owe money for certain taxes and to call this number. So yesterday I called the number. And um, and I talked to some lady. And she's like, hey, I'm going to email you all the di- – first of all, i got to set up an account. So I had to go to their website, this Tennessee government website, set up an account, put in a password, put in all of our info. Well, is, it, is it T-Bear? No. Okay, because we already have an account on that. That's the Bureau of No, Commerce. this is TinTap. Oh, I don't know that All one. Right, so I just said, now, my first thought was, is this a scam? Like a legit scam? Like a. Right, because everything's a scam. Correct. Right? That's why I'm very skeptical. But I called and it sent me through a whole process of having to hit certain numbers, like to hit number two to talk here. It felt legit. So they tell me to go to this website, start an account. So I do. Then they tell me all the different taxes that our business owes, which include franchise and excise tax, sales and use tax, and business tax. So yesterday, I spent a lot of time looking up what this shit is to see if they're just money grabbing, which they're the government. Of course, that's what they're doing. But it is, in fact, legit. I'm sure you learned yeah, that. Yeah, it's a legit business. It's a legit thing. Mm-hmm. But while it's legit, I think it's illegitimate that it even exists. Oh, it's bullshit because I pay my fucking taxes. I pay, like, I am an in, I am a sole proprietorship, basically. I, may, I am a single-member LLC. I, like, Luther P- Productions, for government purposes, is Josh Ennis. That's who it is. So when I file my taxes, every Everything that we make, our profits and everything from our business is just part of my income and it gets taxed as such. So I've already been taxed on my business, right? The fact that this fucking state, the fact that Tennessee also wants to tax me an excise tax, a franchise tax, a sales and use tax and a business tax, which are all percentages of our, our, our income, our taxable income is absolute bullshit. So I, I, I messaged uh, my buddy Martin, who also 
also handles our taxes, right? Yeah, where was he on this one? Uh, well, he, he said he, well, I mean, in his defense, he doesn't know Tennessee's fucking tax laws. I mean, he works in Louisiana. For the most part, he's not doing people's businesses either. He does it for me, mm. but I don't think that's his thing. So I was like, Martin, what the fuck is this? He goes, honestly, I have to read up on this. I don't know. So today I messaged him and I said, you know what, I, uh, Martin, I got the right mind to just fucking stop that like dissolve this fucking business and just do everything through fucking paypal well now that the government's gonna tax paypal anyway and we've been actually pretty honest about that all of our donos and everything oh god always, yeah like i get it i get a i don't yeah. know if it, whatever whatever tax form i know it is. a lot of like for example like a lot of etsy people and like OnlyFans people are now furious because they have to report that income from paypal well, you know like that fucking like listen right. the government fucking sucks taxation is theft i fucking hate the government but how dumb are you like let's say you make thousands of dollars tens of thousands Thousands of dollars selling your shit on Etsy. Well, well, friend, like that's income. So, like, if we get donos, for instance, or you know, whatever comes through PayPal betting or whatever, all that is taxed, and it comes and they give me a was it a ten ninety nine maybe? Yeah, ten ninety nine. So they send me a ten ninety nine that shows the money that I've made from that, and I give it to Martin, and I'm taxed on it. So the fact that I'm already taxed on that money, then they want to do three or four different other taxes on me in Tennessee. Yeah, to be honest, it doesn't really seem to me that it makes a lot of sense to have a business. I feel like we're paying more to operate the business Correct. and to use the software to build. Especially the because I don't have employees. I don't, like basically it's me. So in a way I feel like, I, like I'm getting double and triple fucking taxed right. here and as an individual, which is bullshit. Especially because we do already get the 1099s. And, you know, like again, people who have Etsy's aren't necessarily a business or an LLC. They just sell shit on the internet. So... It's completely legal to do this without being a quote-unquote business. I'm it was done, no, I'm nice, done with the fucking business. It was nice to have it. Okay, well, then let me know that because I need to start the I, process. I think I, let, me, let me put it this way. I think I'm done. I'm pretty certain I'm done. Like, there really is no great benefit for me to do it. Um, and by when I say I'm done with the business, I want to be clear. I'm not done with the podcast. Right. I'm done with Luther Pup Productions, which is a great name, by the way. Uh, amazing name. He's got a great name. Uh, I'm done with that because just, yeah, the state I, of Tennessee is trying to bend my fucking ass over and fuck me good, and I'm not here for that. Like, if basically, here's what we do. Our money, our income from this, the money that comes in is from donos, from awesome people like you who say, hey, do some shots. Here's 100 bucks. That comes in it from or Twitter and all, or Twitch. It all goes to a PayPal, and then the income also comes from great sponsors, the Dr. Busby's, the the, uh, the 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 Aqueduct Plumbings, and the and the 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 Metro Ready Mixes, and all the great people we've had over the last damn near what two and a half years we've been doing this, almost three years we've almost been doing three this. Years, yeah. The, the the those great people. That's where the money comes. I'm not really selling any sort of product. We have a T-shirt thing. We've sold a handful of them since I moved to this other site. Yeah, but which again, I'm going to drop from anyway because I don't like the quality of the shirts. Uh, I've, I've never really seen them. And then I saw them. And I said, ah, I just, that, that's, I think, beneath our standards. So that's probably something I'm going to move on from. You don't have to be a business to sell T-shirts. That's what I'm saying. But yeah. my point is, like, I'm not selling, really. I'm not out here every day selling hamburgers, fries, whatever, cars. I am just a fucking dude who sells commercials on a, on a podcast. That's what I do. So I'm not going to sit here and let these fucking monsters bend my ass over. Fuck that. It's also very complicated, too, like in our situation where, you know, we started our LLC in Texas, but moving to Tennessee, you have to move the physical address, you know, where the business operates. And so now we have to send annual reports. And to we both have to states, do both by states. the way. And if we move again... 
Then we have to, you know, do another foreign LLC. They call it foreign. Let, let me tell you, I feel it's bad. It's very complicated. Like, it is way I feel more bad for legit small business people. Like, th- th- that is their job. Like, this is a side hustle for us. It was our main thing for a while. It's our side hustle now. We love everybody who listens. We love everybody who donos. We love everybody who sponsors. Yeah, again, we're not stopping. No, no, gonna- I'm not saying that. But what I'm saying is, my, like, I feel bad for people who legitimately are small business people. I had people calling me on the radio show today and they're like, yep, all those taxes are real. I have to pay all that shit. That's bullshit. If you are like me and I am a single member LLC, if I've already paid taxes on my fucking income to the federal government, why the fuck do I owe Tennessee three or four different fucking taxes? Before it's all said and done, you take all my shit. Fuck you. And to be fair, that's not just Tennessee. That's most states. I'm specifying Tennessee because we're in Tennessee. But you kind of understand now why all these Big businesses are moving to Texas. God, yes, it's so much easier to operate there. God, like this is a like fuck this. Like I like Tennessee's not a bad place. The people are nice. I mean, it's hot as fuck right now, but whatever. But the fact that like like this is not a I'm not a multi billion dollar corporation. I'm not Amazon. I think I'm just Luther Pup Productions making a a small amount of money after all the costs and everything to do a podcast. And I got fucking people like yo. Oh, by the way, you owe blank blank blank. And the other hard part is. I don't even know how much I owe because I don't even understand the shit I'm reading to try to explain to them income, all this, to find out what my taxes I have to pay are. Yeah, it it's, seems very complicated, and I'm fairly certain, as I said earlier, when you factor Fuck in the all government. the taxes and all the expenses of, like, having QuickBooks and having Zen Business and having a registered agent and having this, this, and this. And then, I like, you know, Martin does our tax. I got to pay him. I think we're like, actually paying more to operate a business than we are making. Probably. <laughs> it's fucking absurd. And it's cool to say, hey, we're a small business, but also it's pretty stupid. And by the way, sure I still have a small business. Whether or not I, it's called Luther Pup Productions or not, it's still a fucking business. Yeah. You know how many people just use uh, you know, PayPal or uh, Venmo yeah, or I whatever? Think, like That's what we're going to have to move I to. I think we need to initiate the process, and you can double check with Martin and stuff, but... Because it does take some time. I asked him. He said, honestly, that's probably a smarter move to just get rid of the business. I think so, too. Okay. I mean, fuck you. Like, and, and, and by the way. I mean, you're still going to have to pay these taxes. Oh, I know. I'm not going to. Okay. I'm not Willie Nelson yeah. or fucking Wesley Snipes think, here. And that's the hard part is that you don't know how to do it. So I can't dissolve the business until that's paid up. Okay. I'll figure that out. I'll add, Martin said he's going to look up okay. what some of this means, whatever. Ideally, the sooner we can do that, I am, the better. I am. I'm getting the fuck out of this. Yeah. Uh, like, like and, and fucking jokes on me for trying to be a business owner guy. Trying to do Who's trying to do good? Well, like the fact that the government taxes so much of this bullshit. Fuck the government, man. Fuck them. I get that there are income taxes, and I and like I get all that shit. But the fact that you 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 try to do something good, you try to be a business owner, well, you try to invest in something, you try to like build something, and you get these fucking dopes sending me letters. I like nobody told me this shit going into it that in Tennessee, because I'm used to again Texas, and maybe you could say the jokes on me. Maybe you could say I'm the asshole. Well, no, you but like this that. is bullshit that someone should say. By the way, you're gonna owe. Blank, 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 and blank. When it's all said and done, nobody told me that, and then I just get a fucking letter. Well, you would think when you when like we moved the LLC here, uh, made it a foreign entity, and we signed up with our tax number, and we registered with the Tennessee Bureau of Commerce, and we did Wilson County, we did everything like that. That at some point it would say, okay, here, or you know, the registered agent that we use would say, okay, here is a form you need to do. But no one told us that because, again, I guess it's all very different. But, yeah, we did everything right. It just kind of sucks. We're like, well, let's make sure we do a business so that we make sure we're playing by the books, you know? Yeah. Like, we Fuck tried them. to do the right thing. I feel thing. bad for the little man. The little, And I, we knew this already. But this is bullshit. 
and the little man gets screwed in all of this stuff. Like the fact that we're sitting here taxing people for their small businesses is bullshit. We should be applauding people that have small business. And this isn't just about me. Like I'm ranting and raving, but whatever. I'm talking about people whose legitimate small businesses is their income. We should be applauding people like that. Not people that are suckling off the government teat or any of these other people. We should be celebrating and applauding people who go out and have the guts to start a business, whether it's a lawn service, whether it's a barber shop, whether it's a beauty shop, whether it's a nutritional drink shop, a smoothie shop, a burger shop, a clothing store. We should be out there doing everything we can to ensure that these people are fucking protected because these people are out there trying to make something of themselves. And that's not to knock a Walmart or a Target and the people that work at those places. A job is a job. And we should celebrate anybody who's out there and in the workforce and doing whatever they can to make a living and keeping the economy moving. Thank you. You do a great job. However, when you sit here and like you see, again, we're just a, you know, a podcast, but imagine you're someone who starts a little boutique clothing store that's in one of these little kitschy little downtowns in a small town in Tennessee, right? And you have to pay all of these bullshit taxes to the bullshit state. And you, and you get in your car and you got to pay five and a half bucks a gallon for gas and fucking Joe's over here. Like, Hey, guess what guys? I'm going to try to get rid of the, uh, the tax on gas for two months. Great. So that'll save me 20 cents. Now what, what am I going to do with your fucking 20 cents, Joe? So like, like I feel bad for people. I legitimately do. And I already, I've always considered myself a champion of the little man when it comes to business. I applaud people like that. Uh, During the whole Rona shit, they were the ones, you know, Target was going to survive. Walmart was going to survive. The big businesses were going to survive. People that put their lives into starting a small business, passion projects. Like Walmart might've started as a passion project. Ain't nobody passionate about Walmart, Target, uh, whatever anymore. They're passionate about their small entities, their business. My dad's a small business owner. His whole production thing that puts on these concerts, they were fucked pretty good during the Rona because couldn't put on concerts. You know, I feel bad for those people. They get fucked, you know, um, it's junk. So, and, and again, like it happened to me in this case. So obviously I have a little bit more fire about it because of that, but I had no idea this was coming and you could argue, Hey Josh, that's on you. Maybe you should have known. Maybe. But I didn't. But again, and no one I, offered I that information did. up and say, hey, by the way, when you move over, there's going to be XXX taxes. I read so much about transferring LLCs. And I was the one that did all the paperwork. And not once did they mention this. They said, you have to pay your annual fee, which we did. You have to file your annual report, which we did to both states. And you have to file with the Tennessee Bureau of Commerce, which I did. You have to file to do business in the particular county you live in, which I did. But at no point did it say, like, you know... And we got the thing with the registered agent. They said, okay, coming up, you have to do this, 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 you know, pay us this amount. We'll do it for you. So we did. You think of all the costs. And but I get not once did like, there was nothing on any of these websites that said like, okay, here's how to cover this tax, pay this tax, pay this tax, pay this tax. I mean, you would. And then they just ambush you with it a year into your existence in a state. And it's bullshit. Well, I mean, and then we, you start, you're building up we, fines probably we as you're laid fight. on it. You and I would get into arguments about this all the time because I was like, well, why are you just filing taxes as you and 10, like, don't we have to fill out a separate like whole thing for the business? You're but like, you don't, no, you no, don't. But no, but you don't like, like you really don't. But like the way I'm doing it, again, I talked with Martin about that. That's fine. Cause I am an individual and yeah. that's fine. Apparently in this state you do. 
No, it's it's bullshit is what it is. Basically, they take a percentage. Of, I don't even I'm, I'm done with it. OK, but, but he's going to figure it out and then we're going to I'm going to ask. I'm, he's going to look into it so I can see what exactly because I've been like I spent all day yesterday reading up on all this shit. <laughs> and there's so many like numbers but, and terms that I just don't but, understand. Okay, state of Tennessee. Can you just tell us what we owe and we'll pay it for you and then we're done? Yes. But then they're like, no, you got to go to the website. And you got to type in your income and you got to get your tax returns. Oh. And I'm like, fuck. Well, babe. at least Martin already has all that info. Yeah. So but it's. It's bullshit. Okay, well, once so, we do that, don't forget to tell me so I can start the process of dissolving, of dissolving our business, which closing. is sad because I enjoyed having, it felt kind of cool to say I have a business, but I still do. You know, we still have sponsors. We're going to have more sponsors when the you know the, the football yes. you know, fall starts. I'm fine with that, but it like, I don't know. It just feels like kind of out of nowhere. Like, oh, by the way, you owe excise tax and business tax and then the state. Oh, that's because it was the God, first year that we filed in Tennessee. Texas is God's country. It is. Texas is the best fucking place on the planet. They do things right there. I fucking love that place. Uh, and this is hogwash is what this is. Nothing against t- Tennessee. It's fucking hogwash. Now, with that said, the uh, NBA draft is tonight. And I really don't know anything about any of these guys except that big gangly white kid is probably going to go number two. And uh, his name is uh, Chet. And uh, the thing about people named Chet, you don't see them very often. And generally speaking, it's the name of a bully in a teen movie. It's like a well, Chet and Chet Stedman. That's true. Chet Stedman. That's basically the two main Chets. Chet, the brother in Weird Science, and Chet Stedman, the rocket, right? Those are the two. But like this dude, and I, and I don't mean this in a racist way. Which is always a good way to start a sentence. But that dude is way too white and way too fucking skinny to have any chance to play in the NBA. I can say that because I am a white basketball player myself, a moderately successful one at the high school level with multiple double-digit scoring games under my belt. So I feel like I can say this as the guy that used to walk into the gym. And you know what my name was when I walked into every gym, Jilly? What? White boy. That makes sense. That's what it is. Now, if you had multiple white guys with you, they'd be the two white boys. Or in Martin's case, even though he was Honduran Mexican-American, he was also still called white boy. But... You were white boy. Whenever you're on the court and a, a sub comes in and they're playing man-to-man so they're guarding you, you know what they say when they come in? Hey, I got white boy. Or, hey, you check white boy. So I feel comfortable in saying that living the life of white basketball player guy is something I have done over the course of my life. And I will tell you, from one white guy to another, that motherfucker Chet Holmgren is going to be a gigantic dud in the NBA. I mean, like, look at him. He allegedly weighs... 195 i call bullshit on that he's seven feet tall he's built like baron trump like i look at him and baron trump i think baron trump maybe he might be able to take that kid to the hole maybe and that's all i know about the nba draft and that daryl morey is calling people like that 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 is going to be the name of daryl morey's book about a gm that never won a championship it's called daryl is working the phones the daryl morey story god i forgot you can just bet on draft stuff too that I will not do. We were betting on the NFL draft. Yeah, but the NBA draft means very little to me, and I just I don't know anything about it or care about it. Well, seemingly this Chet's going to go to Oklahoma City, according to most of the rumors. Well, congratulations, Oklahoma City. You got yourself a big stiff. And I believe it was Bruce Pearl who said this today, and you know I love Bruce Pearl, but the other day he was asked about uh, Chet Holmgren and whether or not he was going to be a successful player, and he basically said the dude's going to get broken in half. 
Look at him. Like, he could bump knees with some guy and it'll cause him to break in half. So, and part of that is he's trying to oversell his guys, too, which I, I get what he's doing. He's got Jabari Smith, who's near the top of the draft, too. Yeah, he's supposed to go number one. So, that's what I'm saying. He's making sure to sell it pretty good. Um, so, I understand why he's doing it, but I think that it's a major risk to take, um, to take a dude like Chet Holmgren at all. Yeah. Like that dude, like the people have compared him to Sean Bradley. I saw that. Well, that's why I say people, uh, he was compared to Sean Bradley by, um, uh, by, uh, by home Bruce Pearl. And, uh, like maybe he's not, maybe he's more skilled than Sean Bradley, but like, this just feels like a dude who's going to get just balls in his face on the rag. And generally speaking, I would call out the hypocrisy of like reverse racism and going, oh, why is it okay for a black guy to say the white guy stinks? Or here I am, Josh, you wouldn't say that about a black guy that he won't be good at basketball because he's black. Well, no, because that would be a dumb opinion. It's actually a pretty scientific, like data and science backs up the fact that more than likely a a seven foot tall, 190 pound white kid is not going to be good at basketball. Now, there are examples of good white basketball players. It was Pistol Pete's birthday yesterday. Arguably the most gifted basketball player to uh, lack pigment of all time. Not the best player, but arguably the most skilled white basketball player in the history of, uh, of basketball. It was his birthday. There are great white players. How it, A lot of them played for... Uh, well, let me give you an example. <clears throat> what was the name of that doof that played for Wisconsin on that serial killer team a couple years ago where they were all white? Oh, yeah. He's still in the league, I Kaminsky? think. Kaminsky? Yes. Like, okay, Kaminsky. Everybody was all hopped up on Kaminsky. Like... He's still just, you know, just a white dude in the NBA ain't doing much. He's just still Kaminsky. Nobody gives a shit. He's not some game-changing player. Um, but, yeah, so that's all I know about the draft is that there's this big gangly white kid, and he's going to be a total dud. Now, Kaminsky was drafted ninth, though. There's a big difference between nine and two, I Correct. Think. Like, basically, the way the, the NFL, like, if you want to look for a comparison, basically... If you're in the top six or seven picks in the NBA, that's basically the first round of the NFL draft comparably. And really, it's the top two or three who are the ones you expect to be big stars. Now, we've seen a lot more lately that guys that go a little bit later do become better players because they play in better situations. Same thing happens in the NFL. But to be the number nine pick, you're basically you know a second round yeah. pick in the NFL. Um uh, so, yeah, there is a difference. Well, according but, to uh, Wojnarowski, the 1-2-3 of the draft is increasingly firm now with uh, Jabari Smith going first to Orlando, Chet Holmgren going to Oklahoma City second, and Paolo Banchero to Houston third. Well, there you go. So, I know nothing about Pablo, Paolo, Paolo Banchero. I know nothing about this. I don't watch college basketball. It's not really my thing. Except for the tournament, which I made a lot of money on FanDuel that yeah, this year. Yeah, well, everybody watches the tournament. Paid for our vacation. Thank you, NCAA tournament. <laughs> Thank you very much. Also, back to the peen in the pool story. Yeah. There's more to this. So apparently there's oh, a boy, town I, in we Spain. Just, we were so far away from that. I thought we were... T- no, I know, but I, I just realized there's more to the story. Like, I was wondering why it matters if people pee in the pool. Well... There's a town in España, in Spain, that wants to fine people $800 for peeing in the ocean. Now, see, I think there's a difference between peeing in the ocean and peeing in the pool. You know, Rich Lord used to have a solid viewpoint on this. And that viewpoint was that if the water is moving, if it's moving water, 
they piss away. If you're just sitting there and the water is still, don't pee in it. That's a pretty good, I yeah. think that's a solid way to look at these. Well, Rich I don't Lord, adhere to that because I start wise. drinking a lot and I just piss in the pool. That Rich Lord, he's I wise. do remember. It was great. We're in the pool and I've had like eight, nine, $15 pina coladas, you know, and sit in the pool. And Jilly goes, I got to go out and pee. How have you not had to pee? I'm like, I don't know. I knew Figure this lying. one out. I knew it. It's like, I don't know, Jilly. How have I not had to pee? And then, of course, because I was How are they going to tell who pees in the ocean? It's a dumb thing. Like, I don't know. They're going to put, like, is there a way to test that? I doubt it. Well, that's like the stories where some, like, neighborhoods and complexes, like apartment complexes, want to have, like, every resident submit a sample of their dog's poop. Yeah. So that when they leave, someone leaves the poop, they can run the DNA and find out whose dog pooped. Well, not going to do that. That is dumb. I feel like you'd be behind that. Uh, Well, well, in my mind, I shouldn't have to because I'm a good person who picks up the dog's poop. Unless it's just impossible to pick it up. We've had that discussion. Like if it's buried in a bush or something that's hard to get, then fine. It like there are times that we'll be walking on a like a a a, a path that's got semen, like a, a cement path. Semen. See, I just sounded like one of the fucking Beverly Hillbillies. Hey, there's a cement uh, uh, path, the cement pond, but like you, you concrete. There, that sounds better. So there's a concrete pathway, and um, and they'll just be poop in the middle of this path. And you're yeah. like, even if you don't have dog bags, you better take your fucking shoe and kick that shit into the grass. At worst, that's what you should do. Hell, there was one day we were walking through this neighborhood that, knew, uh, that Luther likes to walk through, and I didn't have any bags. I used my fucking sock and picked up his poop and threw the sock away. Like, you got to have some level of respect. People are monsters. Yeah, the poop that's just in the middle of a trail, like an actual paved trail, or like outside here, we don't have sidewalks. Yeah. And we'll be walking. Like yesterday, we walked around the neighborhood for a little bit, and there was just poop right there in the road. Yeah, people are monsters. I'm tired of people in general. They're just bad. And people again, are evil. We also saw an owl yesterday. We did see a hoot owl just sitting in the grass. Just yeah. chilling. Now, now, did not have a Tootsie Pop. Was it rabid? Like, do owls normally just sit in the grass? I would assume. I thought they sit in trees. Well, I mean, why? I mean, maybe he just wanted to hang out in the grass. Like, birds hang out in trees, but they also hang out in the concrete. And mm. I saw, like, five birds taking a bath in a puddle yesterday. It was actually a very, it was kind of cute. What else is going on in the world today, Jelly? What's the the big scuttlebutt other than, you know, the big gangly white kid's going to go number two? The big story today is that old Arch Manning is committed to Texas. Oh, yeah. So Texas is back, right? I assume they are back yet again. So there's that going. So, you know, because Texas is such trash. Well, what's funny is like, so he's what, class of 2023? Yeah. Like there is still plenty of time for this kid to change his mind. And Correct. he probably will. Well, well, I don't know. Like I would say there'd be some level of appealing going to Texas. Like here's how I look at things, right? Like, I'd like to go to a very successful radio station. You know, like, WIP was a big brand radio station when I went to it. Now, the afternoons were struggling, but I went there, and it was fine. Then there's also just, like, dumpy radio stations that don't even have a chance, like 790. But if you're a guy like Arch Manning, right, you're not going to go to, like, Mississippi State, correct? You're not going to, like, you have to have a brand that you go to. Like, Mississippi State, even if you go there, Mississippi State's always kind of going to be Mississippi State and peak out at, like, eight wins. That's who Mississippi State is. Texas is peak. If things work out for them, Texas has proven it can be a dominant football program, and it's got all the branding and everything about to go to the SEC. So it, it's you kind of have to judge it by, is it possible for me to turn this thing around, right? Archie Manning could not go, Arch Manning, could not go to 
Mississippi State, as I said, and turn it into some big powerhouse. Couldn't go to UCF and do it. But Texas is down, but Texas has all the resources. So you can go in and there's a chance that you could be a hero. That said, it won't happen because Texas is dog shit. And uh, and I enjoy watching their demise. I'll have another coach in two years and it will be spectacular because Texas is a crappy football program. Really, Texas is just a shitty athletic program, which is fascinating. And when I say shitty, like, yeah, the baseball team was in the College World Series, got bounced pretty fast. Basketball's in the tournament, gets bounced pretty fast. They're just a, for like, basically... As far as Texas goes, the results on the field do not match the hype and the money invested into the programs off the field. They're just not. And and even when Texas was great with Mac Brown and they won the national championship with Vince Young, like that was a brief moment in time. Texas had a lot of bad fucking years. It's kind of like the Phillies, right? Like the Phillies, who are now decent, they've had a, a nice run in June. The Phillies are, are a program historically or a team historically where you think, oh, they're kind of a traditional team. They've been around forever. The Phillies have mostly sucked. They're not very good. They have two, uh, like a three- or four-year stretch in the late 70s and early 80s where they're pretty good. They have a stretch in the mid to late 2000s where they're pretty good. And that one offshoot year in 1993 where they went to the World Series, for the most part, the better part of like five decades, the Phillies have sucked. Like, and that's kind of like Texas. They had that moment when Mac was there and they won the title in 05 and it kind of ran from basically early 2000s to, you know, 2010 kind of culminated with that loss to Texas or to, uh, to Alabama where the kid with Colt is having a catch with his dad in the Mm -hmm. tunnel and gets hurt in the last decade. They haven't been very good. Like there are a lot of teams like that, that are traditionally powerful teams that like you start to look at it and they haven't been very good for a while. And, um, so I, I openly root against Texas. I don't root for Texas to be good. I don't adhere to like when people say, boy, sports are better when Texas is good or the Yankees are good. I don't give a fuck about any of that. I care about how my team does. And my team kind of stinks at the moment, LSU. So I couldn't care less if Texas is back. In fact, I would hope Texas isn't back because I'd like LSU to, to, act, to be the team that's actually back. Speaking of the Yankees, the Astros play the Yankees. Yeah, it's a big series. And um, the, like but the Yankees, it's like, it's hysterical because they're the best team in baseball record-wise right now. And winning a regular season series will mean nothing. Just like sweeping the Mets isn't like a huge accomplishment. But considering that going into this week, this nine-game stretch for the Astros, people were like, oh, look out. This is a nine-game gauntlet. This is going to really kind of show us what they're made of. All they've done is mash the ball around the yard the first three games. This Bregman's got a couple of bombs in there. They're starting to hit. Um, and they sweep the Mets. Bet one of the best teams in the National League. Yeah. Now they got the Yankees, the best team in baseball, on the road. And trust me, that series means a lot more to Yankees and their dopey fans than it does to the Astros. Like, oh, it's like, gonna be like imagine that it's gonna be vile there tonight. Probably because they're losers. The, the the Yankees people are losers. Their team, like the the Yankees are like Texas, right? Like you would think the Yankees, they're the Yankees. They're supposed to be great. The Yankees, I don't believe, have won the World Series since '09, and they just happen to get bounced. I I don't know when's the last time they made the World Series. Might have been 09. Um, so you look at the Yankees and you say, oh boy, they got all this history. The Astros, for the better part of a decade now, uh, let's say a better part of a decade, really the last seven years or so, the Yankees have been, or the Astros have been, 
kind of the class of the American League. And I don't even know if I'd say kind of. They are. And you can talk about the cheating and all that. Fuck off. Who cares? The Astros, even after the cheating now, are going out and they're balling. So screw off. Like, here's what's great about being someone that supports the Astros, which I do. I'm not a diehard, but I support them. Yeah, the last like, time the Yankees made the World Series was, in fact, 2009. If, if, if the Astros go out and lose two out of three... And the Yankees fans swing their dicks and say, oh, banging garbage cans and look out. Here's the bad news for the Yankees. This is June. Like, so the Astros can go lose two out of three. Big fucking deal. The Astros win three out of three. They sweep them. Who cares? No one gives a fuck. You know why no one cares? Actually, this is going to be a four-game series, isn't it? So if they sweep them for New York, great. All it means is they're pulling away from the pack in the uh, in the AL West, and they're going to win the division. But that's the best part about being someone, and I imagine a lot of the people that listen are Astros fans. I'm someone who supports the Astros. You guys know that. I've not been anti-Astros. I, I love them. I love the fans. If you're, like, if you're an Astros fan, you're so good and have been so good for so many years now, and the Yankees have been chasing you and bitching about you and whining about you, that you go into this series saying, oh, fuck it, it's regular season baseball. The results of this series mean nothing. Let's see what happens in October. And when these teams happen to meet in October, the team that wears blue and orange tends to win in October. So that's all that matters. Like, since when did the Yankees, this great team with 27 World Series, when did the Yankees become a team that strokes uh, you know, th themselves over winning regular season series? Who fucking cares? You know, the Astros could get swept, and yeah, it would suck, and maybe you'd look at it and say, boy, how close are we to the best in the American League? They're not going to get swept. But say they split them, big deal. Say they lose three out of four, big deal. Say they sweep, who cares? Because the Astros are going to be there when it comes to October. And when these two teams meet inevitably in October, uh, October, and it's going to happen, the Astros will play some slapdick team from the Central like the Twins, and they'll beat them. And these two teams will meet up in the AL uh, Championship Series. And the Astros, if they get shit right and they start really clicking offensively, I think they need to add another arm, uh, you know, a legit arm in there. Like, this is kind of the first time you look at their rotation and you go, hey, it's Verlander, but there's no oh, Cole, gotten, there's no Granky. They haven't gotten Lance back yet. Okay. They'll get him back in the. I forgot. Honest to God, I forgot Lance plays. I, I think this works out well though because Lance always gets hurt, you know, right before the postseason or you know, sometime. And now if he starts the season late enough, maybe he'll be there for the whole. I thing. forgot. Honest to God, though, I forgot he existed. So, yeah. but I mean, fine. Let's say he comes back and he's ready to go. Point is, you got to find another arm in there, another legit arm, and maybe they will. But um, all that matters, like the Astros are such a good franchise right now and so well run that the only thing that truly matters is what happens in October. You know, I'm a Cardinals fan, right? For the last 20 years, for the most part, since 2000, so really 22 years, what's mattered is what happens in October. A regular season series against the Cubs in June, who fucking cares, right? Doesn't matter. What do you do in the postseason? Because you've set a precedent. You have set a, you know, the course that's who the Astros are now. The Astros are not a boy. What a huge regular yeah. season series well, win against the Yankees. When Fuck the Yankees. You're up here, and honest to God, over the last decade, the Yankees have been well beneath you. Well, especially when you're the Yankees and the Astros, two teams that already have their division wrapped up. Yes. Like, like it's June. Like, the Astros are 10 games up in their division. The Yankees are 12 up in theirs. Yes. The, the, both of these this are shit over. This doesn't matter. Yeah. Now, it'd be nice to win them. You don't want to lose baseball games. Like, you'd much rather sweep the Mets like you did than get swept. But big picture, you're already in. 
And you're going to more than likely run into these guys in the playoffs. And what you do in those playoff games is going to determine your legacy, not what happens. That's why it's so pathetic the Yankees are who they are right now, swinging their dicks about big regular season series. Why? Because you felt like you got cheated by the Astros because your big woman-beating closer gave up a home run to a midget to lose a series? Congratulations. Oh, by the way, you also had a three games to two lead in the American League Championship Series in 2017 and blew that series as well. But yeah, the Yankees are in a sad state. Oh boy, big series coming up, guys. The hated Yankees. That's the fun part is like the Astros, you're not even like, I don't know who the Astros rival is because the Rangers have sucked for so long now. I don't know who would be their rival. I guess you look at teams inside the American League that they compete with the most. They have to be the Yankees. It would be, but it's really not. You know what I mean? Like it's like by default, but is it really like, like the Astros are so much better than the Yankees and have been for, and again, you could say, oh, they beat them in two game sevens. Sure. Or whatever it is. Sure. But they are the team that's won those series. The Yankees have not. The Astros have been to multiple world series. The Yankees have not. The Astros have won a world series. The Yankees have not in that stretch. So the Astros are clearly the superior team. So when the Astros look at the Yankees, like it's like the Yankees are viewing this as, oh my God, we, we're going to take down the cheaters. The Astros are like business as usual, man. If we win, let's go beat these guys. But we are not judged by what we do in fucking June in Yankee Stadium. We are ju- but we are ju- uh, viewed and judged by what we do in Yankee Stadium in uh, October. So that game is what, tonight? Yeah, game one's tonight. It's like 6 o'clock. Cool. Anything else going on? Not Anything not I missed? Really. You see Davis Mills' neck on that Madden graphic that was online? I think they nailed it. I mean, that is, I mean, that is totes Davis Mills' neck. Well done with the neck action. Oh, we didn't discuss my my parlay hit last night, which was quite a miracle. Jilly has finally hit another parlay, I mean, and it was a goal parlay, and it's one that was like plus 4000 I know, and I just put $2 on it because I was, you know, dwindling in my funds. Yep. But it's sure enough, and that last Kadri goal, which, as it turns out, probably wasn't supposed to count. Oh, no, it wouldn't have had, at all. No, they, they had too had many, too men, many, on many men on the ice. But, yeah, I hit that last night. That's one of them. Like, even if I would have put five dollars on, boy, but nope, I just put like two fifty three on it. And you know what? You took them to school. Is what you Won did. You crushed one hundred and one dollars off a two dollar bet. I'll take that. And you know what though? I think mine almost tops it because I had saves for Vasilevsky last night, and I needed thirty four saves. He had four saves after the first period. That's four. Amazing. It's like okay, there's no way this is going to hit. I told myself after the first period, all right, you're going to need Colorado, who was losing, which was good. Said you're going to need 15 shots a period in these next two periods to hit this. They end up with 15 shots in the second period. I said, okay, I got a shot here. Uh, they had picked up like six or seven more shots in the first eight minutes of the third period. I'm like, this has a shot. Then they proceed to get zero shots on goal, therefore zero saves for Vasilevsky over the last 11 minutes of the third period. And I thought, well, fuck, they blew it. I needed nine saves. Going in, you know, in overtime, I needed nine saves. So we're not watching. I flip it back on two minutes into overtime. They've already got like four shots on goal. And I'm like, well, shit, they got a shot. Sure enough, you know, they give up that late goal. Vasilevsky had 35 saves. Yep. So that that's a miracle hit right there. So... But uh, it was anyhow. a good night last night for us. Yes, it was. I uh, do have to tell you, uh, who am I telling them about, Jill? Craftology by Christy. Craftology by Christy. Go stop uh, uh, on that Etsy. Uh, Speaking page. of small businesses. I know, see? But if Craftology by Christy, and I don't know if she's an LLC or not, but like imagine you were an LLC in Tennessee, they would bend you over, sons of bitches. 
But uh, anyway, Craftology by Christy, really cool stuff. You can check out her Instagram and see all the cool merch on there. Uh, good Texas merch on there. Just yep. good just good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, great stuff. Let me see. I'm actually going to look at that right now and tell you some of the stuff I'm seeing on uh, Craftology by Christy. Hold on a second. Craftology by Christy. She's got cute uh, like tie-dyed uh, some Astro stuff I see on her shop. Yeah. Oh, real? Oh, let's mm-hmm. see. Okay, I got it pulled up here. Craftology by Christy. Oh, I wasn't even following. I apologize. I thought I was. Boy. I thought I was. My bad. Uh, let's see. Oh, yeah. There's some gold. Look at those old dog uh, bandanas. Oh, that's cool. That's, that's a Space City dog bandana. I like the way that looks. That's great. Yep, she's got the, the messy bun uh, with the Astros logo, which is very popular now. Tie-dyed orange for Altuve. Oh, boy. That's, cute that's, that's Yeah, they got good stuff on uh She's got good stuff on her site. Oh, yeah. Look Senior at that. Senior class of 2022 stuff. You know, mom stuff. Baseball mom. Soccer mom. Texas logos. Small business mama. See? Thank, hey, thank God that you're in Texas and not buried in Tennessee where they binge over Craftology by Christy. Uh, but check that out. Just give them a follow on the gram if you wouldn't mind. Craftology by Christy. And uh, check out the actual Etsy store. Like, I was just looking at the pictures on the gram. Yep. Oh, I really like that Altuve shirt. The yep. one with the messy bun. What yep. it, Like, am I missing something that's a trendy thing? Yeah, I've seen a lot of people. Really? That's those. cool. Yep. Like, to kind of say, like, hey, we're Astro Lady fans. Yep. That's very cool. Uh, yeah, so check them out. Uh, real, oh, look, see, someone made the uh, purchase on that uh, Astro's uh, messy bun shirt there. She really went above and beyond to make what I had searched for hours and hours to find. Customer service is off the charts, and I love the stickers. That was from Lanny, who left a message. Uh, oh, that's see, I like that. That's a good-looking shirt. So uh, do us a solid, because you know that Richard, her husband's been a great sponsor and supporter of the show. He of Metro Ready Mix. Yep, so make sure you check him out. Craftology by Christy. Where do you think Kevin Durant's going to want to go? Because obviously he's not going to want to stay in Brooklyn. Because it's looking more so. and more as if Kyrie is not going to be in Brooklyn either. And is it time for him to uh, to catch up with the guys in Golden State for two years and go steal him another championship before going somewhere else? You think he's going to try to go to uh, to our Grizz? <laughs> Jump on that bandwagon? Well, you know what? I'd take it. Yeah. <laughs> put him on there. Put him there at the three. They don't really have, put him in there as the two, really. He's a small forward. Get him out there with Ja. Let it go. I'm done down with that. I'd take him. So anyway, all right, we're getting out of here. We'll see you guys later.